Oh, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, I, I think we learn in our text for today that the Christian life takes some effort. You know, perhaps as we look around our, our society today, we see a, a lot of churches maybe just kind of shrugging their, their shoulders or even just kind of throwing their hands in the air. We, we hear people saying, well, you know, you just kind of have to follow your own inner voice and other people saying, well, I, I just can't help myself. And Jesus comes to us today with some very serious words. And he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. No, he, he didn't come and say, you know, you know what, my commandments are just optional. You know? and, and he didn't just say, you know, just, just kind of do your best. Give it a good try. No, he, he came and, and he was specified. He, he, he laid out the roadmap, so to speak. He said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Suddenly there's a standard again. Right, so suddenly there's a, a measurement. Suddenly we are reminded that as Christians showing forth Yes, the love of Christ. We are called to follow God's commands. We're called to follow them. And once again, our world today, right, we, we see kind of the opposite being taught, don't we? Being a Christian can be hard. You know, the, the Lord himself talked about, you know, to enter by the narrow gate, right? Because broad is the way, you know, smooth and easy is the path that leads to destruction. And many, many people find the broad, easy way. And narrow is the door. Narrow is the way that leads to life and few people find it, right? Yeah. It's a lot easier to follow the easy path, isn't it? The Bible says you know, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of your hands, and a man's destruction comes upon him. You know, back in the Proverbs. And how many people in the world today follow that path, a little sleep, you know, a little slumber, a little folding of my hands. Take my rest, take it easy, don't try all that hard. And where does it lead? Where, where does that path go? And we see it so often, don't we? We see it in our, our empty churches. Right? We hear friends and neighbors say, well, you know, Sunday, that's my day to sleep in. Right? How often have we heard that one? I work hard. Well, we're glad you work hard. 
My one day, Sunday morning, that's the day I can sleep in. See? A little sleep, a little slumber, the folding of my hands. Right? You folks got up this morning. And, and, and yeah, for some of you it's a little bit harder than, than others to be able to get up this morning to make your way to the church. Uh, for, for some people, there's a the distraction. Well, it's a pretty nice day out. I, I, I could have polished up my boat yesterday if you had a boat, you know. I could have, you know, got, got things right. I could have been out on the lake. I could have been there with my fishing reel. See? I could have been taking it easy. You know, and so maybe for some of you today, you had to give up something that you kind of like, you kind of enjoy in order to make your way to the church, but you made it here. There was a, a time of graduation, right? And, and how many students do you, you know that maybe just kind of took it easy? How many young people do you know that said, well, you know what, it's my senior year. It was time to coast. I worked hard for 11 years. And now, you know, I, I can take an art class, and, you know, I, I can take, like, a bookkeeping class, and I can take, like, a, a, a class where we just read a couple of books and don't have to do much work, you know. I can take it easy. And, and, and yet, where does that lead? Right, you see that, that same young per person, you know, working at McDonald's starting out this summer, right? Because that little sleep, that little slumber, you, you take it easy, you start coasting, and it leads to destruction, is what Jesus tells us. Right, that we need to have that little bit of something inside, right? Yeah, we need to have that, that little bit of a fire inside. Or, you know, maybe your, your, your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa said, you know, have some gumption. You know? Wait, we watch some of the, the, those old movies, right? And, and you know, the, the, the principal is in the, in the school back in the 40s or, or 50s even. And he's like, you are a slacker. You know, maybe that principal would say. And, and hopefully the principal never said that to you at the time. But it's that very same idea, isn't it? That I, I'm just going to kind of coast. I'm just going to kind of take it easy. I'm going to rest on, on my awards that I got back in the day. Songwriters, you know, make, make songs about it, you know. Was it Bruce Springsteen that sang about the glory days? Right. Glory days back in high school. I had a wonderful high school experience. I, I lived life to the fullest and then I stopped. And I get, get, get together with my friends at the bar every Friday or Saturday night. We talk about the glory days. And isn't that tragic if the best part of your life happened when you were 18 years old? And now, you're 68, 
And you're still saying, wow, you know, back then when I was 18. Going back in time. But our, our Lord and Savior, He comes to us and He says, you know, guess what? In order for you to have a fulfilling life, in order for you to, to have the good things that I want you to have, you need to follow my commandments. And furthermore, if you really want to be a Christian, if you really want to have the, the Holy Spirit within you, if you really want to be that source of light to other people in your community, you need to follow my commandments. When you're following my commandments, this is how people will know you. You see. Because you're out there doing the things that you're supposed to do every single day. You didn't just take a break. Right? It's like, oh, there's a, that commandment, and oh, it's just, uh, I don't know about that one. Right? I think I'll just take a break. No, a lot of people may be losing their jobs, losing their businesses, right? But what's it maybe natural to, to begin to do? To think about stealing, perhaps. Yeah? And then there's people out there maybe today making heartbreaking decisions because the, their kids don't have any food for this afternoon. And they're thinking to themselves, right, if I cheat the government a little bit, if I get, get, get into the, the, this program maybe I'm not qualified for, if I, you know, forge a, a few papers, you know, uh, I, I can you know, just change a few numbers in my tax returns and I can get a little bit more money back right now. Yeah. Struggling. Right. If I can just kind of get a little more money. And I've been so good. Many, many of you still kind of maybe remember the, the famous magician Harry Houdini. And, you know, Houdini, kind of a, a name that became synonymous with, with magic. Well, back in my day, you know, maybe for some of you young people, you're like, well, who is Harry Houdini? But some of us, you know, folks, we, we remember, you know, Houdini and the, the magic acts that he performed. He wrote a book, The Right Way to Do Wrong. And in Harry Houdini's book, The Right Way to Do Wrong, he kind of had that idea that you would live a stainless steel life for quite some time, and then you could get away with doing a wrong thing. I think there's a lot of people in our world that probably read his book. Yeah. I can walk the high road for a long time. I can pat myself on the back that I'm doing things just so. And now I come to the time I want to coast. Whatever command that might be. Yeah? Don't commit adultery. I get to a time in my life when, oh, hey, maybe that one doesn't apply so much anymore. Don't steal. Oh, you know, who wants to be, you know, that, that perfect person? I steal a few things. 
honor mom and dad. Oh, mom and dad are just old. Right? They don't get it. Who cares what mom and dad think anymore? Right? You see, it becomes very simple, doesn't it? In in the political season again, aren't we? Right, you turn on, on your TV, there's any number of ads telling you just how bad that other guy, that other gal is, right? Don't bear false testimony. Ah, oh. well, it seems like once every two years, once every four years, we think we can coast on that one too, don't we? Everyone's doing it. But I should jump in there too. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. That really should be all the incentive we need, shouldn't it? If you love me. You see, Jesus isn't even holding out the the carrot, is he? He's not just saying, you know, if you want to have a good life, Keep my commandments. If you want things to come out good in the end, keep my commandments. If you want to have a starting position on the sports team and you want your teachers to like you and you want to get along with your parents, keep my commandments. But no, Jesus simply says, if you love me, if you love me, you'll do it. And then he goes on and and he warns us and he says, guess what? Sometimes when you keep my commandments, it's going to cause trouble. Sometimes when you're doing the things that you're supposed to do, you're going to run into situations where you could even be crucified like me. You can suffer. You can have a bad experience. People can turn against you. And yet, if that is what happens to you, Jesus says, count it all joy, my brothers. Why? Because you have been found worthy of Christ. You see. Ah, that part's hard, isn't it? I, you know, many of you, you're, you're of the age when I would imagine at least once in your life you probably suffered for doing what's right. And it can be hard, can it? It can be difficult to struggle, you know, through those feelings. It's natural for you to call out and say, you know, Lord, I'm standing here. And I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And all these other people are coming against me. And all these other people, are, they're just kind of piling on. All these other people calling me names. They're, they're saying, I, I don't understand the current culture. They're, they're saying, I, I'm just an old fuddy-duddy. I'm a stick in the mud. You know? <laughs> they're saying a lot worse things, aren't they? 
And it's easy to get caught up in, in that, you know, self-righteous belief where I'm doing it right and God should be blessing me with our grinding teeth, right? God says, in this world there will be trouble. And God said, you know, this world is not our home. We may forget that sometimes, don't we? Because what am I looking to? What am I looking forward to? I'm going to be with the Lord someday. You see, in this world, there's sin. In this world, bad things happen at times. In this world, I can do the best and even be this close to living up to Jesus. I can be killed for it. See? No matter how good, no matter how perfect, no matter we follow the command, the reward is not here in this place. Rather, it is in heaven. Right? That we're going to be going home someday. And, and yet, to, to, to be honest with, with you folks, I, I, I didn't always get that till I got older. You know, when, when I was 18 years old, I wasn't thinking about going home. You know? And even probably when I turned 50, maybe I, I still wasn't really thinking about going home. No, turning 50, you know, still had pretty good health. Right? Both my eyes still work pretty good, you know. Had some hair still. I was 15. Right? But no, we, we kind of start to get to that point, don't we? When, you know, we're, we're thinking about going home. Not going to have to live it in this sinful world forever. I'm not going to have to, you know, uh, put up with, with the sins of other people impacting my life forever. I'm not going to have to, you know, put up with, you know, sins hurting my children. Right? We were younger, right? Sins hurt us and, and we learned to deal with that, but then our kids came along and that was maybe another story, wasn't it? Now, that person might be able to do something like that to me and I can stay cool, calm, turn the other cheek. But someone did a similar thing to my kid and why? Ah. To be able to go home. To be able to live our lives with the love of Jesus in our hearts. To be able to follow his commands not because we want some benefit for ourselves, but because we want to show our love, you see. Mm -hmm. 
And that's where the foundation needs to be, doesn't it? Because uh, guess what? If you're just kind of trying to follow the rules, the time is going to come when it doesn't quite take you to victory, right? The, the time is going to come when you, you want to compromise because that compromise might feel really good. There's going to be that, that time when you say, you know, if I, I just kind of change a few numbers on my tax form, I can get a little more money back and it'll cover my expenses this month, you know. I, I can just do a, a little bit of something here and it'll help me over there. I can just kind of take a shortcut. See? I just kind of cheat on my final. I just kind of, you know, do, do that thing. No one will ever know about it. And I can get by. And that voice of Jesus needs to always come back and be able to say, if you love me, you follow my commandment. If you love me, you'll take that little bit harder path. If you love me, you'll climb that steep trail that leads to life rather than just kind of going down into that valley that leads to destruction. If you love me, you'll keep working every day to do the things that are pleasing in my sight because other people, they see that. Even if we don't notice. Now, as a young father, there was a, a song that kind of made an impression on me. It was about, you know, the, the little eyes. Little eyes, be careful what you see. Little ears, be careful what you hear. Right, you know, the, those little guys and gals, you know, uh, running around, they're pretty observant. You know, you, you and I, we might even be very good at teaching the commandments in our homes, but if the little eyes and the little ears see and hear that we're not really following the commands, it leads, again, to destruction, you see. What are we showing with our lives? I can, can kind of remember, you know, thinking back over Scott's athletic career when he kind of began sports at, at Little Falls. They had, you know, a little uh, parent thing and the, the, the one parent kind of got up and he said, you know, I, 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 would, I would watch my, my children play in sports and, and I, I would, you know, put on my, my neutral potty language. And, and I would see my, my, my children out there playing sports and I would put on my, my neutral expression. And, and my kids always thought I was mad at them. Right? My, my kids always thought that they were failing out, out there in the, the, the activities of life because there I was. With, with my you know, neutral body language and my, my neutral expression. See? 
What, what are the other people seeing? Are they seeing the light of Christ in our lives? Well, when we're out there following God's commands, do, do they see that it is a, kind of a joyful thing? Or, or is it that, that neutral body language and that neutral expression of some concern? What are we teaching? What are we showing? Is the love of Christ there? Can people see it in us? We're doing the right things. And people are noticing. Can we keep going? When it's hard and we're facing adversity and other people are looking to us, do they still see the light of Christ? See, yeah, you know, when we're kind of riding that, that giant wave of life and everything is going our way, you know, you kind of picture yourself there and, you know, you're, you're on the surfboard. There's that, that big wave and you're riding the wave and your, your hair is all slicked back. And you're smiling and waving to people out there on the beach, you know. Everything is so good. People are clapping. They're cheering you on. Oh, we love to be in that place, don't we? Right? When the, the giant wave, you know, overtakes your life and the, the surf, you know, pounds you under the water and your board shoots 30 feet up in the air and people are going, <gasps> Then what do we look like? Yeah. Then who are we following? Then what are people going to say about us? I think what we each long for is that we would hear those words. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will set you over many things. Enter now into the joy of your master. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen. <laughs>